Hello guys, welcome to another episode of the Be More, Do More and Have More podcast. Today, we're looking at the topic overcoming analysis paralysis, taking action towards your dreams. In other words, yeah, we're looking at the issue of overthinking. I don't know if you're that kind of person or if you've ever been faced with that kind of problem. Maybe you're the type of person who quickly makes up his mind about things. You don't have a problem, you know, deciding on a line of action or or making a choice. But some of us, we tend to be too careful. We tend to overanalyze. We tend to hesitate a lot trying to consider all options or trying to think through every possible scenario whenever we're trying to make a decision. And many times, this overanalysis paralyzes us. This overthinking sometimes stops us from making progress with our dreams and our visions and our goals. They stop us from becoming the best version of ourselves. So we're going to be looking at that today and um, I'll get right into it. Now let's start with this question. Have you ever played the game of chess? Is there anybody out there who is a chess player, has ever played chess or knows anything about chess? Chess is a popular game that requires a lot of strategy, a lot of planning and a lot of analysis. To gain the upper hand on your opponent, you have to be able to focus, analyze, uh, predict his or her moves and find a way to force a victory or at the very least force a draw. In any case, the goal is not to lose the game, not to lose to your opponent. It's pretty much the same in life. You know, in life, we all want to win. We don't want to lose this game of life. To get ahead in life, we have to make moves. There's no avoiding it. Like there comes a point in time when you just have to make decisions, which is like making moves in chess. For the game to progress, right? For there to be a winner, you can't just stop. You have to keep playing. And sometimes those decisions may be things like starting a new business, applying for a job, or starting a relationship, maybe joining a cause or a movement or a political party or a club, or subscribing for gym membership to get fitter, or maybe even enrolling for a cause. You know, you maybe want to increase the number of certificates you have or maybe you want to study something so you can open a new line in your career or in your career path. The bottom line is that at every point we're always trying to make a decision that we believe or hope will take us to the next level. And like in chess, no one wants to make a wrong move. So part of the decision making process is you know you analyze the pros and cons of the move. We ask ourselves questions. We consider possible options, outcomes and scenarios. We calculate we guess, we predict, you know, we assess the risk of that choice, of a choice, all in a bid to make sure that if we commit to the move, we come out on top or we end up in a more advanced position. The problem with some of us though is that some of us tend to overanalyze. I'm guilty, I'm one of those people. In other words, some of us tend to spend too much time in that phase of analysis, evaluation or assessment. Some of us have a hard time making up our own minds. If you've ever played or watched a chess game, you would have encountered situations where one of the players seems to be frozen with indecision, not sure whether to make a move. It would seem as though the person was paralyzed because he or she couldn't make up his mind after some profound analysis or evaluation of the position of the pieces on the chessboard. So the person is just stuck. I've been in that situation before, <laughs> especially, you know, the early days when you're learning chess and you just, you're just afraid of losing. Like, it's funny. When you're starting chess, even though you know you're an amateur, even though you know that you may not get it right at all, but you know, you're just afraid of losing, afraid of having your king checkmated or afraid of, you know, having the opponents take your queen or your rook or any of your most strategic pieces on the board. And you know, when you're in that phase of 
fear of losing when you're really really trying to make sure that you're not making any mistakes in the game you could just be there for hours i mean for minutes and minutes on end your opponent is waiting for you to make a move but you're just frozen you don't know you're not sure maybe looking at the board you can see that your pieces are in a very precarious and vulnerable position and you know that any wrong move will lead to you losing the game so this also happens in life where sometimes we find ourselves stuck at making a decision seemingly not able to move forward or take action you're not sure if you should pay for that course you're not sure if you should apply to that university you're not sure if you should change your residence and move to a new location you're not sure if you should start that business you're not sure if you should start that relationship you're not sure if you should try to start that business you're just confused you've tried it before it didn't work out you tried that relationship before it didn't work out uh you tried to make that investment before and start a business it didn't work out and you're just you're not even sure you're just wondering should i or should i not should i or should i not you know this is what we commonly call analysis paralysis or indecision or whatever you want to call it but the bottom line is that you're not making progress you're not moving forward and there are several reasons why people become paralyzed and unable to take action or go through with a decision i'll list a few of them here and then we can examine each one more closely the first one is overthinking overthinking as the name implies is simply thinking too much when we overthink we replace stuff in our minds over and over and over again sometimes we do this as a form of procrastination we hesitate to act and instead we let thoughts run through our mind on and on and on overthinking usually precedes analysis paralysis where we excessively dwell on the potential outcomes or consequences and variables a continuous loop of thoughts can create a mental bottleneck preventing the brain from reaching a decisive conclusion and so how do we handle this how do we manage this issue of overthinking well i think the first thing is to set clear goals so define the purpose and objective of your decision you know why why are you trying to make this decision what is the ultimate goal what do you really want to achieve it's very important so yeah if you're undecided about whether to take a course or pay for a certain software or whatever it may be think about the end product the end goal what do you really want to do you want to be able to increase your capacity to do a particular type of job or increase your capacity to be able to deliver on a certain type of career role and so you have to focus on the goal another thing is you could establish a time limit you know so give yourself not more than a certain period of time to make up your mind about something you can't think about it all day in some instances making a decision is really critical especially if you're working like in a team and you're in a leadership position you just have to make a decision kind of reminds me of scenes of war if you watch all these war movies whenever the team the unit is under attack or facing a serious situation the unit commander usually has a very limited window of time to make a decision and that decision can make or break the whole situation in either case you really just have to make a choice bottom line is that you should give yourself a time limit and say i need to make up my mind i give myself a day or two or by the weekend i would have made a choice made a decision maybe you may not even have that much time and so you just have to tell yourself that okay in the next 30 minutes next one hour i need to make up my mind and lastly i think the best way to avoid overthinking is to entertain the thought that not all decisions are going to be perfect you can never make the perfect decision every time you have to be willing to fail you have to be willing to make mistakes you have to be comfortable with making mistakes or 
living with the fact that maybe you didn't make the right choice. I mean, I've had to face that situation many times where I'm like, okay, you know what? I've thought this thing through. I can't seem to make up my mind. I'm not making any progress. Time is going. Money is going. So many things are going. Make a decision. Just go ahead and just do it. Now, another thing that usually causes this analysis paralysis is fear. The silent saboteur sneaks in and puts a roadblock on decision making. So you might be afraid of failing or the fear of the unknown. Whatever it is, fear has a way of freezing you in your tracks. The best way to handle fear is to face it. That's just the truth. Identify what is scaring you and tackle it head on. And don't let fear dictate your choices. In life, you need courage. And what is courage? Courage is being able to act even in the presence of fear. So you need to take it step by step. Another approach is to break down your decision into smaller, more manageable chunks to ease the anxiety. So if, for instance, you're trying to decide on whether to start a business, you can break it down into little, little steps and say, okay, since I'm finding how to make up my mind, let me at least make up my mind on one thing. Let me start with the smaller steps. Smaller step might be, okay, let me do more research about it. Or another step might be, okay, I'll talk to two people about it, then I'll make up my mind. Or another thing might be, I'll list 10 different options and then I'll decide and choose one. So you can just break it down into smaller steps. Instead of putting pressure on yourself to make that big decision, you can just focus on smaller decisions that might lead up to that final decision. And another thing again is that you just have to be courageous. You just have to be ready to, to make mistakes. Sometimes just remind yourself that fear is normal. Fear is a part of life. But the people who really go forward in life, they're the people who are able to act even in the presence of fear. Another major reason why a lot of people face this condition or this situation of analysis paralysis is not knowing enough about the situation. And not knowing enough can leave you feeling lost and hesitant. And, you know, not having enough details can trap you. It heightens your sense of fear because you're like, I'm not sure I know everything about this situation. So obviously the best thing to do is you proactively seek the information you need and consult reliable sources. So you can go online, Google, read about it, talk to people, maybe find people in your network among your friends who have made similar decisions in the past, who have the experience that would probably help you to make a decision. Find like-minded people, find experienced people among your friends, among your colleagues, acquaintances, and ask the questions. And then you have to prioritize in all the information that you need to make this decision, which is the most important. You have to figure out what is the key thing that you have to know in this kind of situation. And you also have to set a limit. You can't spend all the time doing research. You can't spend all the time asking questions. Sometimes when you ask too many people and everybody's coming with their own different opinions, you get more confused. I remember when I was trying to look for a house, I was trying to decide where to look for a house. Which part of Abuja should I live? Should I continue to stay in Wuye, which is a bit closer to the central part of Abuja? Or should I move to the outskirts because maybe it's a little bit more affordable? I mean, there are people living there. The people living there, they're doing fine. They don't have two heads. The houses within the central part of town are too small, too expensive. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? You know, for days and days and weeks, I was just stuck. I had options. Went to check one house somewhere in the outskirts. It looked fine. It looked good to go. And then we're also seeing houses closer to the central part of town. And, you know, I was just, I was just confused. And at that point in time, I just wasn't moving forward. 
I just tried my best to ask people, as many people as possible. I went to visit some of those, my friends that lived on the outskirts, asked them questions around traffic, access to town and all of those things. And I just told myself that, okay, in the next two, three days, I'm going to make up my mind. Got to the point where we just had to make a decision and move. Another reason why people get frozen when they're trying to make decisions is a lack of confidence. Maybe they failed before. Maybe they've made mistakes before. A lack of confidence is like a dark cloud that you're just under and you can't see the sun and you're just doubting your abilities and second-guessing yourself at every point in time. If you're lacking confidence, you need to give yourself a pep talk. You need to boost your confidence with positive self-talk and remind yourself of your capabilities. Remind yourself of times when you made the right decision. Remind yourself of times when you did the right thing. Remind yourself of times when the decision you made paid off. You're not that bad. Everybody makes mistakes, but everybody also makes good decisions and good choices every now and then, and you are one of them. So you need to recall your wins and reflect on your past successes and build up your belief in your decision-making process. And seek support. Get feedback from mentors. Get feedback from colleagues, especially people that you trust that to give you good feedback, constructive feedback. Ask them to evaluate you and to tell you what they think about you and your decisions and what you want to do. And very important to ensuring that you maintain your self-confidence is you have to avoid self-judgment or criticism. Being your own harshest critic can be a major roadblock, making you afraid of mistakes. So don't be too hard on yourself. Life is not that serious. You have a chance to correct your wrongs and, you know, except if you're talking about a decision like getting married, you know, there are some decisions where you really, really have to be careful. And if you've made a decision like that in the past and it didn't work out and now you're scared and you're feeling bad because you feel like you messed up, you have to just be kind to yourself. You have to treat yourself with the same kindness that you offered to a friend. Imagine you had a friend who made a terrible mistake and the friend was feeling bad and feeling sad and feeling low. How would you treat that friend? You would try to be kind to the friend. You try to encourage the friend. So why is it that we find it easier to encourage other people and not ourselves? Why is it that we, we find it easier to be kind and gentle and supportive of other people, but we're not kind and gentle and supportive to ourselves? So we need to cut ourselves some slack, you know, cut yourself some slack and just love yourself with all your mistakes, with all your errors. You need to embrace growth. Look at this decision-making challenge as an opportunity for growth, an opportunity to learn and to grow, and not just as a sign of personal failure not a sign of potential failure. You know, that's another thing that has encouraged me in my decision-making process, like making decisions. I look at every opportunity as a period for growth. I'm always like, no matter the outcome of this decision, at the end of it, I would have learned something. Oh, I made a mistake. Then it's a good thing because I've learned how not to make that kind of mistake again. And if I make the decision and I make progress and it pays off, then I've also learned something that can work for me. So just learn and move on. And instead of dwelling on mistakes, focus on the lessons that you are going to gain either way because those lessons will pay you in the future. So at the end of the day, breaking free from analysis paralysis is all about understanding those roadblocks of overthinking, fear, lack of information, lack of confidence, and self-judgment. So you need to counter this with a little bit of self-awareness and resilience and a willingness to embrace your imperfections. And then you find yourself confidently making good decisions or confidently navigating the twists and turns of decision-making. 
You need to shake off that paralysis. You need to trust your instincts and move forward. That's the way to tackle analysis paralysis. Be confident. Remind yourself that people make mistakes. Don't give in to fear. Don't give in to self-judgment. Don't dwell too long on the issue. Give yourself time to make the, make your decision. Do your research and when the time comes, just make your decision and move forward. You may find that your life will start moving forward the faster you start making your decisions, good or bad. I hope this was helpful. I hope this was useful. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please look out for my other episodes. I don't know the platform you're viewing this, whether you're on Podbrain, where this podcast is hosted originally, or you are subscribed to Apple Podcasts or Amazon Music. Or if, if you search for the Be More, Do More, Have More podcast, you'll see all the episodes there. Give all of them a listen. Let me know what you think. Share a constructive comment. Share some feedback. And if you enjoyed it, also share the links with your friends and family. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you in the next episode.